and welcome back to TBG Radio, 6969 Smooth Christmas Jazz. Now before we get back to the conversation of how do you filter out the cat piss, we're going to listen to this classic Christmas by Robert Grudman Solo called Please Daddy Don't Get Drunk This Christmas. Please, Daddy, don't get through this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Please, Daddy, don't get through this Christmas. I don't want to see my mama cry. Just last year, when I was only seven, yeah, now I'm almost eight, as you can see, uh-huh, you came home a quarter past eleven, mm-hmm, and fell down underneath our Christmas tree, and scene cut. Beautiful. Perfection. Boom. You know, everyone, I really always thought that, you know, just being a uh, solo singer just would almost be too easy for me in life. You know, it's the whole reason that I was just like, you know what, maybe instead I should, you know, do something a little more challenging, like living a life in uh, construction, Surrounded by drunks and then have to, uh, you know, do difficult things like podcast, play video games and have children, you know, because just having having a singing career just sounded way too easy to me. Welcome to another episode, Tech Brews Games. This is a solo episode done by yours truly, Robert Grubman. Because Mitchell couldn't make it, and Gage is in Florida, as discussed per last episode. So, hope you all enjoyed that uh, song called Please Daddy, known as one of the worst fucking Christmas songs of all time to ever come out. And if you think I'm making it up, I'm being dead serious. This song was released in 1973 by John Denver called please daddy don't get drunk for christmas uh you know i i i felt that i needed to choose this song um for many different reasons you know kind of just it speaks to me on different levels um you know nothing concerning my dad really uh just more of a personal thing you know i don't know but there's plenty of other shitty Christmas songs out there. This one just uh, intrigued me. Figured I would uh, do a little solo for you guys. So, nonetheless, we're going to jump right in to some gaming news. Mitch, what do you got for us? Oh, wait, that's right. You're not here. So I guess it'll just be me, me, and me. Anyways, we're going to start out with some Halo news. Starting out with uh, basically some crap that went down on Reddit the other day. Apparently, 
The Halo subreddit got so toxic the other day that literally they had to shut it down for the weekend. Now, what I mean by so toxic is basically the developers were discussing um, updates and um, new game features. For instance, um, the uh, developers have a goal to try and have Fiesta, SWAT, and a free-for-all playlist added before the end of the year on the current um, free online program that they have or game that they have set up. So, anyways, people were discussing it on uh, Reddit, and apparently people just got so fuming hot and pissed off about the uh, discussions going on that literally people started threatening to kill each other. Um, which I don't, I don't know. I, I don't think I've ever gotten so pissed at a video game or another person where I've actually threatened to kill them. Um, I think a lot of people say stupid crap behind uh, their keyboard. You know, pretty unnecessary sometimes. Um, I just don't understand how, you know, and maybe, Mitch, uh, you can do a little research for this, uh, on this topic, I guess, for the next episode. But since you're on Reddit all the time. Um, but apparently, yeah, just people got so pissed um, that it basically became uh, just toxic that was just death threats uh the moderators in a statement um basically said we're we're temporarily putting the sub on lockdown so people can hopefully settle down a bit and we can hit the reset button before launch at the end of the day this is a video game and this level of uh crap is just kind of unwarranted so um yeah halo just breaking down the internet breaking down the systems slowly but surely but in other news, though, it was very exciting to see that they were going to add uh, Fiesta SWAT and a free-for-all play. I was never a huge fan of free-for-all. Um, I mean, I guess it, it things have changed a lot recently. Um, it's definitely difficult on PC just with there being, you know, from when I played Halo back in high school, um, there were professional players, but not like they are today. The professional players were all on Xbox. Um, we were all running the same system. We all kind of had the same uh, latencies. It, I feel the game was a, it, it was a more even playing field, right? Nowadays, everyone has these crazy supercomputers. Everyone has different internet speeds. People are on uh, different regions um, of Steam. So you may have... Uh, basically different download upload speeds um your servers may not be as full um it, it just people have different edges right um back in the day you only had one controller the xbox controller that you could use for halo 2 that was it now people you can either use mouse and keyboard or you can use gaming mouses or you could use a standard mouse i mean right the the more standard the the cheaper the crap that you own um the less of a chance you have of winning, right? So now I feel like playing a free-for-all online, that just sounds even more frustrating. You know, there's going to be a lot more death threats. That's that's what I'm trying to say here, right? So free-for-all, maybe not my thing. The SWAT, though, SWAT was where it was 
at, bro, back in the day. That was some shit. I will be very excited for SWAT. That one, I feel, maybe, um, yeah, still could be pretty unfair. Um, just if you have this whole cross-platform thing going on, you know, um, when I play Halo, man, it, it already just kind of feels a little unfair playing against some PC people, because I swear it feels like I get three shots off, and I could barely put a dent, you know, in someone else's armor, then they shoot me three times, and somehow I magically just, like, die instantly, right? That's all latency problems. So, when I play online, I'm half-tempted to just say, I don't want to do cross-platform, even though I'm on PC. Throw me in a game with other Xbox players so I have a uh, somewhat fair uh, competitive ad advantage, I guess. Um, or just, at least it's going to be somewhat fair for me, because uh, do I have an expensive computer? Yes. But do I have, like, a gaming mouse, gaming keyboard, and all this other crazy stuff? No. Um, literally, the only things that I have that would maybe be a little superior to anyone on, like, an Xbox One X would be that I've got, like, you know, uh, some pretty fast internet and a really powerful graphics card. But, um, I mean, reality, man, I don't think it's... Uh, it shouldn't give me that much of a competitive edge playing with other Xbox people. So... Um, and then also in Halo news, um, this was released just uh, a couple of days ago at time of recording this. So December 3rd at time of recording this is the 5th. This will be you guys will be listening to this on December 10th. Um, but uh, the team has recently updated its multiplayer progression system and increasing XP for the first six matches on any given day that you log in basically to help increase the uh your battle pass basically um because people are still complaining that they feel that the battle pass was just such a slow progression and it's not feeding everyone's desire for wanting more customizable crap to throw on their worthless character um to show just how uh much of a life you don't have so you know that's uh super nice of them but Otherwise, um, you know, there's basically going to be uh, just some more Slayer playlists and SWAT stuff and more XP and just more junk um, for you to, uh, yeah, throw your life into, basically. So, should be, should be a good time. Otherwise, uh, moving on to Elden Ring news. Some good old Elden Ring um, this one's just a really quick update, but Elden Ring um, is currently rumored to hold a new network testing soon. Um, sounds like, right, that we already know that they did one online test already. Um, they did a, uh, a, a beta or an online test. It was just maybe like a month or two months ago. Um, rumored that they're going to do one more. Um, sounds like... It could potentially take place um, somewhere between December 10th and 12th, meaning if you are listening to this, there's a uh, possibility you may want to just go jump on Steam that you might be able to download Elden Ring and do a little test beta. Um, I did not find in uh, my article or in my findings if whether or not this is invite only, if you can download this, I guess I should specify that, but um, this would make total sense to me though, right? 
They did a original release of the game. Um, the very first release uh, let everyone kind of test it out, tested the network, tested the servers, tested the game, let people find um, little bugs, kind of give some feedback on the different characters, the spells, what's, you know, kind of OP um, from everything that I've seen on line on YouTube, um, gameplay, stuff like that. There is definitely some OP, uh, potentially God, just godly spells that's just going to kind of break the game. And I'm kind of hoping that maybe they dialed some of that stuff back. Um, it just took the advice of, of everyone that played it, because obviously everyone that did play it the first go around, um, those were probably all just super, super dedicated Dark Souls players. Um, or, you know, secure. So knowing that they probably know these games pretty well, what's going to work, what's not going to work, um, taking all that feedback, what's going to end up breaking the game ultimately, and just updating it, and then um, probably updating servers, all that kind of stuff. Maybe maybe this go-around. I don't believe that they had multiplayer in the last test um, servers that they did, or the last, last test round that they did. Uh, maybe on this new... Uh, network testing. Maybe they will actually do uh, a little multiplayer this time, which would be cool. So, um, but yeah, this one, it should be open to all players from my understanding. Um, in that uh, it should be kind of like the, the previous beta phase. Um, but again, this is all rumor. They're just saying rumored um, the 10th and the 12th reason being is because the uh, video game awards is on December 9th, I believe. So they're going to release it the day after the video game awards, which that would also make a lot of sense. Um, so it, I would I would say pretty good chance that uh, Elden Ring will be having its second beta testing network phase here on the 10th to the 12th just after the video game awards um they'll work out all their last little kinks and the game is still set to release on february 25th probably going to be the uh number one game that i'm going to be looking for in 2022 to hopefully hopefully release on time right fingers crossed 2022 everyone a better year of video gaming where we don't hear about this got pushed back that got pushed back i would say the only thing that i could pretty confidently say is no matter what always going to get pushed back is anything related to uh activision blizzard because of everything that is going on with them right now and um just speaking on that too um activision blizzard still in such hot water and people just being I think just so annoyed and kind of pissed off with their company's uh, toxic culture. Um, just not not even just the company itself, but even the CEO, um, like Bobby Kotick or whatever his name is, and his whole history of just abuse and harassment and just being a general overall just shitty manager and terrible person apparently um, in the world of business. Not saying personal. I don't know him personally, but. Uh, basically, uh, Activision Blizzard is not going to be at the Video Game Awards. Um, literally, just because of all the crap that has gone on this year, they don't want to go jump on stage and be booed off or 
receive a whole bunch of, you know, commentary from people and Reddit and news and be in front of the news and people are going to be asking. No one's going to care what award they won, you know. It's like, here's an award. Hey, by the way, how's uh, being sued going? Everyone wants to know, like, what are you guys doing to try and stay alive as a company? Because I don't think anyone wants Blizzard to crash, but there's a good chance that they may uh, go under. And then we may never see a Diablo 4. We may, I don't know, you know, depending on how long this whole thing goes. I mean, it sounds like Blizzard just needs to fire everyone and just start on a clean slate if you know what i'm saying right um just sounds like there's a lot of rotten eggs in that company maybe it is just the ceo who knows i mean obviously ceo sets the uh the tone of the company culture and if uh you know if that's the way that he's been writing it maybe he just needs to go um maybe the board just needs to decide it's it's time to move on am i right so, anyways, Activision Blizzard, they will not be at the video game awards. Boo-hoo. So, moving on from there, I wanted to discuss some 2022 video games coming out. Um, some stuff that I am excited for, some stuff that uh, we've talked a little bit about in the past, I think, on just some of these games. Um, I would say just what the biggest games are of the month, what's maybe already been talked about or what hasn't been talked about. There's not, as you go on through the year of 2022, I would say once you kind of get into the May, August time frame, um, there's really not a whole lot released. There's a lot of stuff that's like just to uh, be announced and could kind of just land anywhere in the year but anyways enough talking jump right in so january um these ones are all pretty set for the most part they have dates um the the number one video game that i'm most excited for in january is going to be god of war on pc um we've discussed this before i played uh god of war one two and three i believe all on playstation amazing games um i never did get to play the most recent god of war but I'm hoping that I can manage to uh, snag a PlayStation from either Mitch or someone else to maybe play um, the uh, some of the other God of Wars that came out that I didn't get to play. But then when God of War Ragnarok comes out, that's going to be a big end for me. A lot of Viking games coming out recently. This is just another one to add on the list. Um, and I mean, you know, I ain't got to complain about it, man. Uh, Viking games have been the shit recently, so I'll be excited for that. Um, but otherwise, in January, you also got uh, just a couple of other random games. Monster Hunter Rise, uh, Weird West, Madison. Um, you do have Rainbow Six Extraction. That'll be a big one um, coming out in January. That'll come out for PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, and then you also have, Gage, you will have Pokemon Legends. Uh, Arceus? Arceus. Arceus. I don't know. Coming out for uh, Switch January 28th. So, then February has a pretty healthy list. Um, definitely just be sure to go online, check it out. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna ramble off all of these. 
I'm just going to go with the biggest one that everyone already knows about, Elden Ring, February 25th. Hopefully that doesn't get pushed back. Um, you'll see that on PS5, Xbox X, uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, but then otherwise, you can also keep an eye out for games like uh, Horizon Forbidden West, uh, uh, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, um, which I'm assuming is probably a DLC on that guy, uh, Dynasty War Warriors 9 Empires. Um, Dynasty Warriors has always been a, a long-lasting game, standing up against... Uh, time itself pretty much those games have just been going on and on and on so um and then we get into march march there's one that me and mitchell will eventually sit down probably start uh giving you guys a little more news coming here soon but um tiny tina's wonderlands or wonderlands um so tiny tina for those of you that don't know um I guess a uh, quick background is just uh, Tiny Tina. She is from um, a whole nother game series that we'll kind of get into, but um, should be an interesting game, I guess. We'll look into that more. Um, otherwise, for March, uh, another video game super excited about, Gran Turismo 7. I haven't really played a whole lot of racing games recently, um, but... Gran Turismo, though, uh, you know, I, I sometimes I feel like I'm always just eventually I get in the in the mood, feel like I'm overdue for a good racing game. Um, you know, Horizon's always a good one. Gran Turismo, though, always a good one. They're on to the seventh one. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll end up buying it. Who knows? Really depends. We'll kind of wait to see, I guess, what a lot of the reviews say. But um, then for uh April, just a couple of games that um, I haven't really heard about, but 13 Sentinels and then Stalker 2. Um, Stalker 2, I believe we actually talked about very briefly a few, uh, quite a while ago, I guess, a few episodes ago. But um, this game definitely kind of spikes my interest a little bit. We'll give you guys some more details as that comes out. And then we head into May. All we have is a vampire, a vampire game, Sons of the Forest, August. All we have is Saints Row. Um, I shouldn't say all we have. Saints Row has always been an amazing game. Very, very good game. Um, Saints Row is kind of, for those of you that don't know, it's uh, a really wonky version of Grand Theft Auto. I guess it's definitely kind of its own. It's it's its own game. I wouldn't say that this is like a slimmed down, crappy version of Grand Theft Auto. This is really kind of its own game. But um, they haven't made a Saints Row game in quite some time. Saints Row Three was the last one that they made, um, and that one actually came out uh, looks like back in 2011. So it's been about 10 years. Um, this will be 11 years when this comes out. Um, release date currently scheduled for August 23rd, 2022. Um, if you have not played any of the Saints Row games, um, if you're someone that can stand going back and playing older video games, I would highly recommend it. The Saints Row games are always a, a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and if you like Grand Theft Auto, you're going to like Saints Row. But more details to come on that. I really hope that they stick true to what the game was in Saints Row uh, two and three, because that was another game that me and Mitch um, just played the living crap out of way back in the day. Um, should be a lot of fun. So 
Uh, September, all we have is a game called Test Drive uh, Unlimited Solar Crown. Um, November 11th of next year, we have Starfield. Uh, we did discuss this game ever so slightly. Looks a really interesting, big Bethesda game um, that they're coming out with, a role-playing game. Um, should be a lot of fun. There's only one trailer on it, um, so we don't really have a whole lot of details on it. Um, so we'll kind of be excited to hear a little bit more about that. And then otherwise, uh, December pretty much of next year, we've got Nada as of right now scheduled. Um, but we have a lot of crap that is to be announced. Um, just a few games. Um, one game a little to the left, A Plague Tale, Quiet Place, Advance Wars, Aftermath, um, Ashwalkers, Astroneers, Avatar. Uh, we talked about the Avatar game a little bit. That is supposed to um, somewhat go... I think it's supposed to take place right after the movie, and they're also making a second Avatar movie. So I'm wondering, I guess, how are they actually going to fit... Um, yeah, how are they going to fit the Avatar game in with the movies, or are they even going to bother with it? You know, I could see them kind of tying it into the game as like maybe just a little bit of a backstory kind of thing, a little filler, um, maybe some Easter eggs in there um, that would make it interesting where like if you watch the first movie and then you watch the second movie, but maybe there's a few things that happen in the second movie that you're only going to know if you actually played the video game. Like, I think that would be really cool. Um, it will make it that much more exciting for video gamers, but maybe it's not some like crazy details where people that aren't usual video gamers feel forced to go play a video game all of a sudden. Um, just like small references, maybe people, uh, maybe like, uh, I don't know, some people in the brigade and the army military, whatever, you know, that end up kind of linking back from the video game to the second movie. Um, you know, just a little backstory on some people going into the second movie, introducing some new people and, and you can get some extra details of, you know, who showed up where, when, why, how, all that kind of shit. So anyways, um, we got, uh, couple other video games coming out um that are still to be announced uh, dragon ball z games some more ea sports pga tour games um we've got final fantasy games god of war ragnarok uh ghostwire grotto hogwarts legacy um that one's going to be a big one i expect gauge for you to do most of the research on this one, you're probably going to be the one to play the majority of this one. Um, another one, Mitch, I know that this one will be super true to your heart. Um, it's called I Am Jesus Christ. Not too sure uh, <laughs> what to really think of this. I don't really know. All it says is uh, it's going to be for PC. It's a single player game. Developer is a Simula or Simulam. <laughs> I have no idea. Publisher Playway. Um, and the genre is simulation. So I don't know how you make a simulation game about being Jesus Christ. 
and just looking at this video game art you literally just see like jesus christ like it's like he's descending from the clouds and the sky and the sun behind him it's it's uh yeah <laughs> should be interesting to say the least man i i don't i don't know what to think about this one so far just looking at it honestly um so yeah uh let's see anyway sorry got distracted there um we've got uh uh, some Marvel games, Marvel Midnight Suns, we've got some Moss Book 2, some Phantom Abyss, Parks Beyond, Prince of Persia, uh, Redfall, Sea of Stars, Shovel Knight, the, the, the game, the list just goes on and on and on, um, Breath of the Wild sequel for Switch, that should be interesting, um, Potentially uh, a few more remakes and uh, Wizard with a Gun, which I believe we actually had briefly talked about this one too. Um, Wizard with a Gun, from what I remember, um, is supposed to be kind of a uh, like an indie game, kind of Final Fantasy Black Mage esque sorcerers uh, with guns. <laughs> whatever whatever that means just looking at some of the uh, art that they've made so far uh, it literally looks um like they're carrying like shotguns and assault rifles and pistols and then um just to make it that much better if you go into google and you actually google um wizard with a gun <laughs> someone did a photo edit of Gandalf um, holding an AK-47. <laughs> um, and I can tell that this scene was, uh, I'm pretty sure, in uh, The Hobbit. When I think um, he found Sting, the sword, I want to say. Um, which then, this just kind of goes down into the rabbit hole, actually. Um, there's some more pictures of uh, Gandalf holding an RPG. Um, him holding uh, AK-47 when he was fighting the Belrock. Um, here's another one of uh, Sauron <laughs> holding an AK-47. Uh, and uh, it's actually a meme. It says, uh, when you just don't have the time to fuck around with silly, uh, with silly shit. This is, uh, this is just kind of going down the rabbit hole here. Anyways, I would highly recommend... Um, that any of you guys out there, you should definitely uh, just Google wizard with a gun. It gets a little interesting. Um, so, anyways, we will get back actually into uh, Tiny Tina here. Um, so, Tiny Tina is a character in Borderlands. Um, so, she is this, like, young, wacky chick that plays in borderlands that just has a uh, a kink for just murdering people with dynamite and bombs and whatever else right she's uh she's a little crazy and so i think people loved tina so much as a character that obviously they went ahead decided that they're gonna go ahead and uh, make this uh, video game she deserves her own video game she's just that good of a character right 
So as of right now, Tiny Tina Wonderlands or Wonderlands supposed to come out March 25th, 2022. Um, and that it'll be an action role playing first person shooter game developed by Gearbox Software and published by 2K Games. Um, which is basically, and it's a, a spinoff in the uh, Borderlands series, a, a successor to Borderlands 2, uh, Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep. So this is going to be, um, take place, I guess, apparently, right after uh, Borderlands 2. And from just what I've read and what I can see, um, it, it's supposed to be a lot like um, the usual Borderland games, right? Um, there's not too many details on the game so far. They do have some official gameplay and, and some reveal trailers. Um, so the game looks very Borderlands-esque. If you guys liked the Borderlands series, then I'm sure that you're going to love this game. Um, things that I'm uh, hopeful for is that they introduce maybe some some new, uh, I mean, I can't say new characters. Obviously, there's going to be new characters just because of the fact that obviously it's a brand new video game. Um, but I guess what I mean is I don't know how they're going to go about, like, if, uh, I, and from my understanding, Tiny Tina is uh, a huge, obviously, the huge part of this game. But then they do have, like, different characters to play besides Tiny Tina, right? Um, but I guess just... Hopefully coming out with some new skills, some new weapons. I got a little bored, honestly, when it came to um, Borderlands, the pre-sequel. Just because they didn't really add a whole lot to it. They're the new characters and the new skills and guns, the elemental guns. It really wasn't a whole lot. I felt like me and Mitch got a little bored of it, honestly. Um, Borderlands 3 was good. It wasn't as good as Borderlands 2, though. Um, I think, and just when it comes to even the storyline and dialogue and all that kind of stuff. So I don't really see how a game, though, based around Tiny Tina could be boring is going to be my thing if you've actually played the games before. So um, the story for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Wonderlands, uh, the specifics um, of the story are still under wrap, but it's clear uh, that what the gist of the story will be that um, this basically takes place right after Borderlands 2, the DLC, in that Tiny Tina and the heroes of the first Borderlands gameplay, um, a tabletop RPG called Bunker and Badasses. Controlling the character of Borderlands 2, they go on a fantasy adventure with Tiny Tina acting as a dungeon master in her wildly unpredictable style. Um, Basically, in the trailer breakdown, and just so you guys know, I am reading this off of an article that I found on PC Gamer. Um, but basically, in a trailer breakdown produced by IGN, Wonderland's creative director, Matt Cox, explains the game. Um, it takes place shortly after the Dragon's Keep, but that's it. A brand new adventure in a brand new world in the mind of Tiny Tina. So while it follows on from Dragon Keep, it sounds more like a standalone experience than a direct sequel. Um, this makes even more sense when you consider that Gearbox recently launched Assault on Dragon's Keep as a standalone game, calling it the Wonderland's uh, one-shot adventure. So... Otherwise, uh, the characters, um, 
your characters that you will play as in Tiny Tina, just cut your own characters, right? In the first of the Borderlands series, Tiny Tina Wonderland will let you play, um, will let you players create their own characters rather than playing as a set of pre-established vault hunters. Um, and so I guess in, I, I didn't get too many details on this. Um, I, I kind of have a hard time understanding how exactly they're going to go about doing this. I don't know if that just means that, is it going to be like the Sims where you like choose your own face, choose your own, how fat you are, your own hair color, um, or is it literally like you design your own character like that and then you get to choose your skills or do you have to like go out and find these skills and then upgrade them? And then like, if you're kind of like how you collect weapons, are you going to have to collect like a skill and when you like tie this skill into your character, does that then allow you to go through kind of like the skill tree, right? Um, so from my understanding, it's going to give you the ability to use the skills and the abilities of several character classes, although Wonderlands um, will probably adapt this to freely let you pick your skills since it isn't bothered with classes. So, and it makes your heroes a little more customizable, right? So that's where I'm just, I'm having a hard time grasping, like, if this is going to be like the other Borderlands um, in which it kind of looks like the other Borderlands. I just, there's always been skill trees. And so I just don't understand how they're going to do this whole, like, customize your character, customize your skills, um, adapt to your play style freely kind of thing. Um, how this whole thing is really going to, like, jive and turn out. So, um, yeah. But that is, uh, that is a nice full background, I guess, of Tiny Tina's. Um, and the Wonderlands and just seeing where the hell this, uh, game is going to go, but, uh, plain and simple on the next episode, you guys we will do maybe a little review of the video game awards. Um, and definitely curious to see what, uh, Mitch and Gage have to say about some of these 2022 games, what they're excited for and what's coming out and any news that they got. Um, otherwise, be sure to shoot over an email if you guys have any questions um, or if you want to join us on the show. Otherwise, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Peace. Cheers. Later. Later.